episode 52 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and Stonehenge wrong size the movie This is Spinal Tap one magnificent minute at a time. I am still Heidi Bennett as far as I know, and uh, as far as where you can go, I am still at HeidiBennett.com. Hopefully by this recording, I will have a whole bunch of brand new stuff on HeidiBennett.com. So um, if you've never been there, it won't be new to you, <laughs> but it'll be definitely new to me. So uh... <laughs> it'll, all be, it'll all be new to you. <laughs> and they tell me that I'm Sean German and that I am of 5 com. <laughs> and word on the street is we are joined once again by special guest Ben Walker Story of the yo, yo, yo. Cheap Chill. <laughs> <laughs> the Cheap Chill Master himself. Yeah. Right. The Chill Meister. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for coming back again, Ben. And uh oh, yeah. and thanks for taking a shower. That yeah, well, it that. was a warm washcloth, but it's <laughs> yeah. behind oh your my house. God. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out in your backyard, basically. But yeah, we got that that garden hose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. You know, from the from the back of my house, actually, it's uh, it's actually quite public. So the apartment <laughs> complex next door probably saw you, and mm, maybe even the guys calls. the guys over there at the laundromat and uh, the best churros in. I think the whole world are also available just steps away. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. We'll have to go check those out after the show. Yeah. But until then, we are here to discuss minute 52 of the movie. This is Spinal Tap. And minute 52 begins with the signs of the Zodiac. It ends with uh, David a little bit exasperated at the band's reaction to uh, to his his new direction, and in between we find out the band's astrological signs. So we get that uh, Viv is a Libra. Yeah, and also I mentioned last minute that no, or the minute before I forget which one <laughs> that uh, Nige was chewing gum but not smoking, but mm-hmm. I see smoke billowing up. From just below his face, and then also to my left, uh, Booth, Booth sitting right from Nige. So whoever's to his right might be smoking too. Who is to Nigel's oh. right? Do we well, know? His right. Oh, we we see at the end. We see um, Derek has his pipe out. Oh, so we know Derek. Yeah. So Ian's got his little uh, cigarillo, or we haven't. His, his brown cigarette or thing that he smokes. And then Derek has his pipe out and huh. he's fiddling with that as well. But uh, yeah, I don't see a cigarette in Nigel's hands. Yeah. Just, but if uh, you look like yeah. directly, like if you hit play, mm-hmm. there's smoke coming up directly from him, from underneath him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a waft that comes in from his right. That's what I'm saying. Maybe coming from Derek, but then there's something that comes up just in front of him. Uh, Maybe he just, I don't see it in his hands, but it may be in in an ashtray or something. Yeah. But he's definitely chewing the gum. Definitely. As as he is wont to do. Pipes are so metal. Pipes are (laughs) hella metal. (laughs) Pipes are are so metal, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So yeah, we've got a a new direction, got a new idea. For a presentation. I like that word. A presentation of the band. A stage look. 
For the band fashioned after the signs of the Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Holy so this is the, the, the big idea that David's uh, been been working up his muster, that he's got Janine, his, uh, his supportive partner, by his side. And that idea is to dress the band up as signs of the Zodiac. And I have to feel, and I kind of get one would like to get your opinion on this, Ben, as we go through the signs of, of the various members of the band, we yeah. learned that David is a Leo. So David is a lion, you know, yeah. when he dresses up. So the, the kind of, I guess the spirit animal or whatever, the animal associated with the astrological sign Leo is the lion. And when you look at the, the concept that Janine has worked up, there's the crab, there's the yin and yang of mm-hmm. Libra. There's the goat. These are not necessarily f- flattering images. Right. And then, and then and David is a li- is is the lion. <laughs> David is <laughs> how convenient. Yeah. Yes. You get to draw your boyfriend all sexy, and everybody else is crab people. <laughs> Well, yeah, so you do know you think there's a connection like? there? Yeah, I mean, I know you asked Ben, but I just realized... Well, you know, and of course of, you hide. You know. He kind of looks like um, the TV version of Beauty... Like, wasn't there Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the hair? Yeah. 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 I mean, the the Derek character is, is cool looking. They still have the cool Fu Manchu mustache. It's a good, like, character design, but he's not getting laid. Dress no, like that. <laughs> no. There's like, there's like a crab claw coming out from behind what? his ear. What? What? <laughs> yeah, what's with it? So he's got like antenna, and I can see that. But like, do crabs have claws coming out of their face? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just gotta, you know, incorporate all the recognizable iconic shapes. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a British crab, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. A bum out. It's yeah. A bum out. Mm-hmm. I think actually think the the one for Viv could look pretty cool. Like <laughs> it's I mean the drawing's pretty simple and mm-hmm. it makes it uh, look as if Viv has a completely symmetrically <laughs> circular yeah. face. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. But I mean I could see that being especially for Viv, he's a pretty theatrical guy. Like yeah, I could little, see him doing it's a that. little Star Trek first generation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a little uh blue man group, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I say he's a Le- uh what do they say he is? A Libra? Libra. A Libra. So according to what I looked up here online of the attributes of a Libra is that he's and see if this works for you guys for Viv diplomatic and urbane, romantic and charming, easygoing and sociable, mm-hmm. idealistic and peaceable. Yeah. What I found is that uh, Libras hate to be alone. Hmm. So there, yeah, I can kind of, yeah. Sure. Unlike the other 11 signs who are lone wolves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See? Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Go with the other ones. Right. So, yeah, so no, far, no. so good. That that, compa- yeah. that kind of sounds yeah, like that kind of sa- that, that That checks out, I think. Okay. Um, let's see. So we've got Nigel is the Capricorn. Capricorn. And that, I mean, she really showing her... <laughs> Her full feelings for Nigel by that. I mean, it is intense. Um, 
Let's see. I'm pa- I'm trying to pause on that. Oh my god! Well, the huge flared nostrils. What do you think yeah. of that that illustration, Ben? It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's, uh, in your professional opinion, yeah, it's just yeah, casting him in the the least attractive light, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even for a goat, that's it's not a pretty goat. Goats are <laughs> a, really attractive. Yeah, if if he was the boyfriend and he was the goat character, you could make a sexy goat. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, I can think of a few sexy goats right now just off the top of my head. I picture like some sunglasses <laughs> that have like those chevron symbols into them, you know? Yeah. The yeah. Chevron goat pupils. Totally. Let's see. So for Capricorn, it says um, practical and prudent, ambitious and disciplined, patient and careful, humorous and reserved. Those I think we're getting a little too. further off the mark. Well, I definitely think he's humorous and can be very reserved. Like when he's off stage, mm-hmm. he can be awfully quiet and sort of ob- observing what's going on around him. Yeah. I think, you know, he's got the ambition in terms of, you know, with, with his music and with his solos, you know, he's, he's got the, the, uh, the, the, like the, um, you know, kind of the ambition and the curiosity of a, of a Capricorn in a, in his art, in his art. So yeah, yeah, I a few of those work. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, this this illustration. But just that drawing, yeah, that looks like something I would draw while on acid. <laughs> uh, let's see. So then, what do we have next? We have. Yeah, she said, or doesn't David say like, "Oh, I really like this one." About, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Can I just here. can yeah. I just say about the astrological signs and the yeah. girlfriend who's into it? Just yes. Like, if I didn't dislike her enough already, like you're gonna start <laughs> busting out with the astrology talk. Like, if you are like religious and you have like a faith of any kind. I'll just be like, yeah, you're, you, you know, whatever works for you, you're, you do you. And if that sure. helps you in your life, absolutely. Yeah. But if like, especially if like a grown ass man starts talking about, oh, you're an Aquarius. So that explains it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> what are you even talking about? It's just a bunch of vague stuff that applies to everybody. And mm-hmm. you just hear these vague descriptors and you're like, yeah, I guess that sounds like me, but like nobody even has any explanation for how this stuff is come to be. Is somebody overseeing us during creation and giving us these virtues because we fit right. in one of 12 categories? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I always think of it as something kind of fun, but it's not like a thing I'm into, but you know, I have friends that are into it and that's fine, but I certainly wouldn't um, want to use it to try to, <laughs> sell a uh, new direction mm, for yeah. the visual representation of the project. The crab face, that's what I'm trying to look at. So I always, when I, when I, they don't say, here's your crab face, but that's how <laughs> I always remember it. Yeah, uh, yeah this is your, this is your crab Derek. face for, yeah, uh, for Derek. This, this is your crab face for Derek. And I, I always, I, I guess I just kind of, uh, <laughs> shortened it to here's your crab but let's see so crab is cancer let's see if that's any closer emotional and loving intuitive and imaginative shrewd and cautious 
protective and sympathetic. Yeah, so that's that's kind of Derek as the you know as that buffer between the two forces of David and Nigel. We we see him as yeah you know tenacious but but intuitive to kind of you know manage those musical geniuses. Yeah, that one's not too bad. Still kind of general, but but we can make it we can make it work. Right. Right. Yeah, and that's and that's that's part of it the broad strokes that you Yeah, can... he's well he's kind of the, the well he says he's the Luke they're fire and ice and he's lukewarm water. So yeah. he's kind of the mediator. So yeah. And then for our Leo, <laughs> we have generous and warm-hearted, creative and enthusiastic, broad-minded and expansive, faithful and loving. That sounds like David. I'm sure that's how how Janine sees David. Yeah, you know. Yeah. In her eyes, he's yeah he's the strong, dignified ruler. <laughs> ruler, yeah, that's good. And then we don't. So when we're looking on the, um, we're watching this, and they're showing the different images of the different faces, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't get to see except for a quick glance down on the table, the representation of the drummer. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we don't know. Mick, I think the picture kind of looks like a tiger, like a weird triangle. Can anybody see that? It's in, it's on, if you look at second 33, there's like... He, it looks like he's wearing his hat, <laughs> yeah. And there's like, like a uh, triangle on his face, and then it's like a tight, kind of tigery, is what I'm thinking. Striped, yeah. So Rick Rick Parnell, who plays Mick, is mm-hmm. uh, is Leo. His birthday's in August. Okay, but uh, yeah, it, it's kind of a like Tony the Tiger oh, yeah. with a mask. And an engineer's hat or a card on it. He looks like some kind of magician. Yeah. Did he have like a top hat? Yeah, some kind of funky hat. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, that was... Oh, I don't know what to say, Mick. I mean, I can't tell what the hell kind of Zodiac that's supposed to be. So I'm at a loss. Maybe our um, listeners can uh, chime in and let us know what they think. It's at um, second 33 of minute 52. Yeah, and just looking through the kind of the other signs of the Zodiac, I can't match up what it might be. You know, it's not, it's not a scorpion, so it's not Scorpio, it's not the bull. You know, he's not a bull, he's not Taurus. There's only one of them. So it's not the twins of Gemini. It's not Aquarius because that's a person pouring mm-hmm. water. Yeah, it's not a fish. It's not Pisces. Uh, What's the Aries one? Maybe he's an Aries. I don't know. Is that a well, ram? Oh yeah. I do not know. Yeah. So listeners out there, if you, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put I'll put a picture up on the on the website and in the. Uh, the Facebooks and whatnot. And yeah, if you have any, if you, if you know, you know, Mick Shrimpton's birthday or if you can identify the picture. 
Yeah, and I'll shout it out on Twitter. We've got a uh, Criswell Weatherman. He always he always uh, has something to add. And David Bishop, Jason Naz, or Naz. It's probably Naz. N A A S. Those guys are always checking in with us. So Superman Movie Minute. These are all people that can maybe help us out on Twitter and let us know what they think um, is going on here. Yeah. And so, and then your, uh, your hosts, I believe Heidi, you're Aquarius as well. I'm an Aquarius. Oh my God. And yeah, you're, you're, you said your birthday's in early February. Yes. Right? As is, yes. as is Ben. Right. You are also Aquarius. Right. And that's good. Cause we're. That explains why we're yeah. all getting well, along we, <laughs> or, or not helping along yeah. or whatever it is supposed to explain. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever it's supposed to be when you get three people in the same it's sign like together. The stars of a line yeah. brought all, us all together. We're all drowning and getting along from all the Aquarius <laughs> water. Yeah. <laughs> we're all original and inventive, independent and intellectual, mm-hmm. honest, loyal, friendly, and humanitarian. So That's that's it. That's me exactly. this is crazy so on episode 52 of spinal tap minute sean and i both it's been revealed that we're both aquarians i did not know that sean you've surprised me you keep surprising (laughs) me even after all these minutes (laughs) after all these minutes we're uh yeah we're still learning new things about each other (laughs) oh my gosh so Okay, well, that's what I had to add about this minute. Um, yeah, and I'm—I'd love to hear what people think that the that mix vision is what his his is supposed to be. But yeah, what do you think about the rea- I mean, the reaction of everybody. Like Nigel's basically like, "This is this is a joke, right?" I mean, we're yeah. not going to do this. <laughs> I can't really tell what other people are thinking. Yeah, they don't really show a lot of reaction shots from anybody else, do they? Yeah, I can see Ian talking, but yeah, you don't really get much from anybody else. It's like the camera angle is really, you get a, a couple of nods from um, Viv, but that's about it. Yeah, so we get, uh, David is is worried about the cost to uh, to dress up the band as animals. David is? Or sorry, Ian Ian right. is, Ian is, yeah, Ian is concerned about the cost. And then, yeah, Nigel just thinks it, it's a joke. And, and David frames it as, uh, as a way to fight the drabs. You know, right. we've, we've got the drabs. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's, you know, we don't, we don't have that socialized health care here in the, uh, in the United States. Maybe that's an English thing. Getting you've the, got drabs. the drabs. Yeah. A case of the drabs. <laughs> Just looking at the art, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have ever like shown a portfolio presented mm-hmm. artwork, you know, but I think she's going all wrong with or they are going all wrong with the, you know, presentation. Like it's in a sketchbook and then stuff is kind of loose. Some of it's loose and some of it's in the sketchbook. So it's kind of sloppy. And then I think you either need to have like amazing concept art by like a professional concept artist. Right. Or you have mm-hmm. the napkin technique where it's just little doodles. You know, like you get the idea. We'll have to like flesh it out later. But her stuff is just that amateurish, you know, middle of the road, you know, smudgy sketches that aren't, right. aren't pulling it off. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you could see, I could imagine her at night, you know, they're both back at their hotel room and think they're maybe a King Leisure suite or something. And she's, you know, at the yeah. desk. She's like, I think away. this is quite good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she's really showing all of her cards with this one of... Uh, the... But the, yeah, this isn't really in a form that they can't just hand this off to Ian to deliver to, you know, a costume maker or, you know, makeup artist and say, here, do this. It's yeah. still, yeah, it's a little rough. Yeah. And she says it's not going to, what does she say? It's not going to cost nothing or something like that. Like it's not, which is a, it's a, that's like a doubly negative, <laughs> oh, yeah. doubly oh, yeah. negative. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, it depends on how you're going to go. I mean, we've seen their theatrical stage presence before. I mean, if they're going to do this, they're going to do want to do it big or mm -hmm. it's going to, you know, be trampled by dwarves. You know, it's got to be big. It's got to make a presentation. So it will <laughs> it will take a little bit of a little cash to get these oh, costumes. It, it takes money to make money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard. So what do you think, guys? Do you think they'll go go on along with this? And the next scene, we'll see them all. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, that that would be great. Yeah. So, yeah, we will hear from the rest of the band. Maybe Nigel will, will be outvoted if everyone else likes it. And we know, you know, Viv is, uh, Viv is an easygoing kind of a Libra sort of guy. So I'm sure he's up for, uh, up for anything. Totally. So I was going to, I believe I teased a little bit of one of my kind of spinal tap moments of getting stuck underneath the theater kind of story like you had mm -hmm. been. And um, so I used to, we both, we mentioned and everybody knows by now <laughs> that I used to work, <laughs> live and work in Sacramento. And I used to work at the Weatherstone um, coffee house. And I used to work with this wonderful woman who was marrying um, Chi Chang of the Deftones. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember. And um, Chi... She and she were getting married on the coast, California coast, and I don't remember what town it was in, but one of my coworkers picked us all up, about six of us, and crammed us all in her car and drove us, but it was in this really quaint small town with this quaint little church, and the long and the short of it was we had a really entertaining drive over because it was a really funny, fun group of people, but the directions were such that we absolutely got so lost. We got so lost that we were just, you know, ended up that kind of lost where you're, you're driving on dirt roads oh, no. and you're oh, going my. deep into the forest. <laughs> and I've seen movies so that start like that and they yeah, usually don't really end well. It really felt like that. It got to be dark. So, you know, by this point we're like, oh my gosh, we've missed the wedding. Like we're still <laughs> over here, but we've totally missed the wedding by this point. We got to the point where we actually had to go to someone's house. <laughs> Because this was so long ago that we didn't have phones on us, um, which was how we used to all live. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, and luckily the person, you know, the people were nice enough to let us in and use their phone and got better directions and got to their wedding. And, and by then it was like kind of party time, reception time. And um, 
we were there for about half an hour to an hour. And then the person that was driving, of course, was like, I got to open the cafe tomorrow morning at 530. So we got to go. So like we were there for 45 minutes, had a drink, turned around and had to go back. It totally sucked. Um, but yeah, Chi was a really wonderful guy and, um, you know, RIP Chi. And was yeah. something else, a person I don't know, but I'm just looking at Deftone members on um, Google and it says John Taylor drums 1991 to 1993 and just totally not... Um, just like my first thought was like, does that mean that that guy died in 1993? Which it probably just means he was the drummer for a couple of years. Whereas Chi passed, actually passed away. So anyways, um, shout out to Deftones. Um, I didn't really know anybody else in the band except for Abe Cunningham. And he's a real sweet guy. So shout out to Abe. Yeah. He used to, Chi used to come out to Kepi's, shows did you ever oh, go to yeah. Kepi Ghoulies yeah, yeah yeah totally yes Kepi's a great guy groovy he's a real groovy ghoulie yes <laughs> well speaking of groovy ghoulies um <laughs> oh yeah you you kind of teased a last minute uh to tell us a little bit more fill us in about your cheap chills fan club project so maybe now is a good talk about that yeah for sure uh you know, just like within the last year or so, I've been, you know, doing a lot of posters for Dana Gould, and those are all, you know, very monster-oriented, uh, inspired by the old movie posters, etc. And then I also was doing work for a publication that uh, I won't name. We'll just we'll just say it rhymes with Mamus Monsters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know. I was working with them for a while and it just was making me realize that I have like a lot of opinions and thoughts and uh, love for, you know, old horror movies and monsters and spooky castles uh, that are possessed by devil worshipers, you know, mm-hmm. and all that, uh, all that good stuff. So I just started kind of coming up with my own ideas of how I would do it. And uh, so I started this thing, Cheap Chills. Uh, and for now, it's just an Instagram account and a web store, but I'm recording uh, some podcast interviews with with people that I know, uh, to, at least to start off with. I know a lot of comedians and um, some musicians and artists, and so the the crux of the, the interviews is like, what movie just like destroyed you as a kid? Like, what movie scared the crap out of you? Mm-hmm. And it's an, it's an excuse to talk about old movies because I'm just not really into most new horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm into stuff that I can put on, on like a Sunday afternoon and just like, you know, it, it's about possessed castles and, and or people yeah. who are the, the second coming of the Antichrist or whatever, you know, the Omen and, uh, all, and uh, all the old stuff. Mm-hmm. 70s movies. Anyway, so... That's what I'm doing. And then hopefully the idea is I'll make a recording and get it out there and then hopefully have like a T-shirt that would go with the interview, at least for some of them. Oh, yeah. Not for every of them. But, you know, I'm, I'm a T-shirt designer and I love, you know, it's about visuals first, but I want to be able to have conversations with people and shoot the shit about these old movies and then hopefully some inspiration for some visuals will come out of it. 
That sounds awesome. I love talking about that stuff. And I think I mentioned in an episode a while back how the original fly, the, the fly, the original of that, like yeah. really scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Just the, oh, really? the, mm-hmm. the, the little, I've never been able to rewatch it because of the, the little head, the human head that's <laughs> yeah. on the fly stuck in the spider web. And I'm sure yeah. it looked hella fake, but I don't, I just remember that imagery scaring me to death. Help me. Help me. Yeah. And when you see something as a kid, it, it, even if it does look bad technically as far as the effects it looks weird and then you're you're a kid and you're like that looks weird and anything that's not what reality looks like as far as you know that's scary yeah yeah so that's why i always think practical effects will always be more scary or mm-hmm. effective than than cg because it existed in real space and was being caught by real light and this thing that's tangible was in front of a camera and even if it looks kind of weird and like made out of foam, that looks scary. Yes. The one for me that's like that is the uh, the first Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. You know, yeah. the, old Roger, the old Roger Corman one. Yeah. And I saw that as a kid. And I don't even know if I saw the whole movie. I just remember the end where, not to spoil anything for anybody. but <laughs> Spoiler Jesus Christ, alert. Yeah. It's like 50 years old. Uh, at the end, he gets eaten by the monster and he comes out. As a sunflower, right? The mm-hmm. protagonist, right. yeah, the uh, Jerry Lewis kind of compatible guy. He comes out as a sunflower, and he goes, "I didn't mean it." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just like this wormy line that, like, he kept saying throughout the the movie, but his face was a sun was a sunflower now, and it just looked kind of cheap and foamy and weird, and it was f- fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that stuff does really stick with you. I remember um, there's two other ones. I'll just tell them really quickly. But one of them, I remember it looking fake, but still scary, which was I maybe a monster movie or, a, you know, creatures from outer space type of movie. But I just remember the, the creature that was in it looked fairly humanoid, but they had like ping pong balls for eyes. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was just so I remember being young and thinking those look like ping pong balls, but it was still really scary. Yeah. And then another one I've never been able to find reference to or it's never popped up in I've, any other context. I still don't know what it is, but I, I distinctly remember being at my aunt's house and seeing part of something that was on TV where there was somebody buried alive in the desert sand and their their head was still exposed and they took off like the handkerchief that was over his face and he had no face like a blank like no eyes no mouth no no and i still can see that (laughs) it it was so creepy and i still don't know what that was i would love to i would love for that to be a feature of my my upcoming podcast, the, the the lost movies, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that you'd have no idea. Maybe it was like made for TV or, you don't. Know, a lot of stuff gets lost, you know, you can't identify it. Yeah. For me, the one was, uh, the thing is when you're a kid, you're not sure if what you're taking as being the story is actually the story. So then when you tell people about it, nobody's going to recognize it because that wasn't the story. You just got it wrong. Right. But there was this movie where these like teenagers 
or young adults were hanging out at the beach and there was something in like the water that was, as far as I could tell as a kid, there was something like, like alive and evil in the water. And it was sort of the way that they would show that is like by having a sparkle filter and like all these sparkles going through the water mm-hmm. and uh, like little lens flares, you know, and then the thing that was freaky was the, one of the teenagers gave a glass of that water to one of their friends on purpose, like knowing that it was evil and knowing that it was going to like kill the person. And and it did. And that just fucked me up because like, that was like the first time I saw somebody just like, like quietly being evil towards somebody who's supposed to be their friend and killing them, you know? Yeah. Mm. I can see how creepy that would be. (laughs) Oh, wow. That sounds great. So definitely, I mean, I'll be following you on Instagram and all that, but definitely keep us um, up to date on that so we can let people know when the podcast drops and all that stuff. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. Well, cool. Well, is there anything else about this minute or spinal tap in general before we release Ben back into the world? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. How long are we supposed to go with this one? (laughs) how long are we supposed to go well we're at 36 minutes right now we can go as long as we want to but well i have a spinal tap moment like a performance that i did once cool that i was reminded of it with the uh the scene where nigel's doing his solo Mm -hmm. you know and he's he's got the uh second guitar that he starts strumming with his foot right and then he starts playing his guitar with a violin, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he tunes the tunes the violin. <laughs> That's like violin. probably my favorite like moment in the movie. Like it's so surreal and weird. Like he's just making this horrible noise, and it's just out of control. And he's like, you know, what? I really gotta like fine tune this this thing here. <laughs> That's insane. But uh, when I lived in Sacramento, uh, I was in a noise fest. Did you guys mm-hmm. ever hear about the noise fests? Yeah. Bill. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh my God, Bill. I'm Oh, Bill Berg. Didn't he put that on? I don't remember. Anyways, but, I'm familiar. Yes. So I was making these like circuit bent instruments and, and playing around with sampled stuff and just making dumb electronica music, you know? So I heard about this noise fest and I was like, yeah, I'll do something for that. And had never been to one, didn't really know what to expect. But I get there and it's like totally dark and people are kind of sitting in there, sitting there on the floor, uh, watching silently and uh, looking cool, you know. And these these noise people are like, they've got 30 effects boxes laid out on the floor and like a guitar hooked up to it. And then they'll just strum the guitar once and send it through all these effects boxes and then just sit there. (laughs) They had to be on meth or something, right? I mean, like, (laughs) I don't know why you'd be enjoying that, but they're just sitting there tweaking all these knobs like they mean to be doing any of it. (laughs) And the people are just like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like hanging out and watching this. And so I put together like a little backing track with with three tracks, uh, beats and samples and stuff from old car- uh, cartoons and commercials. Uh, I had like the Viceroy commercial for the old cigarettes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I had these 
these circuit bent instruments, which is where you get like a kid's toy usually, and you crack it open and start making new connections in the circuits and making weird glitchy noises happen. Mm-hmm. And then you like hardwire and put little switches and knobs to make those glitches happen on purpose. So I had some of those. And one was like a little hip hop guitar, basically, you know, like a, for kids. Yeah, yeah. But it had like a little disc that you would spin and it would be like if you were scratching, you know. <laughs> and so the, a kid could take his finger and, and spin this thing like a record mm-hmm. and it would start to make new things happen in the hip hop song. And it actually made some pretty groovy, you know, beats. And little effects happen. Uh, and if you go faster with it, new things would happen, which is kind of a cool toy. I should try to find it for my baby. Anyway, so I'm doing <laughs> this. I think I was channeling Nigel because I'm like I'm like playing this all serious and I'm spinning it as fast as I can and I'm I'm acting like I'm like having trouble spinning it fast enough for you know as far as what I want to happen. I'm like, oh, it's not fast enough. <laughs> so I reach into my duffel bag and I pull out a Ryobi drill. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just like stick it into the – I had like put a bolt there so I could just stick it onto the, the turntable yeah. and just go like, – <laughs> 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 That's people, awesome. People enjoyed that. So the secret is, you know, be the most musical act in a noise fest and then yes. people will have lower expectations and enjoy you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the North Cal, the NorCal Noise Fest 2016 was the 20th annual. So uh-huh. it's been going around for a while. And um, yeah, that is Bill Bill Berg. He's uh, he's a really great guy. He's actually written Sacramento history books that are really interesting. And uh, I got to contribute some uh, some stories and photos to his one specifically about uh, Midtown Sacramento. So mm. shout out to Bill Berg, Sacramento Berg. represent. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good story. I've definitely seen a few of, a few of those noise bands. I don't, I, I'm not super tolerant of just stuff where I can't really feel the rhythm of it or if it's a little too dissonant. So I usually stay away. (laughs) Does anybody actually enjoy it? Like not, not to offend anybody who's organizing this kind of thing, but like, I think it's one of those things where you're just sitting there in the dark and being like, yeah, my mom would hate this. Well, and I think he can let us know, but I think our Donald Bell, who was, who's in Aloha Screwdriver, they were, they also um, came over and recorded a few episodes with us. I think when he went as Chachi Jones, that maybe Chachi Jones used to also do that noise fest, but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. I could be wrong. So anywho, so cool. Well, thanks for everything. Thanks for joining us for three juicy minutes. Thank you guys so uh, much. Awesome. Let's uh, keep in touch, and I think I'll wrap this this baby up. It's uh, what did you say, Sean? It's Monday, and it's what holiday is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an well, Aquarius, you know. I'm a little yeah. flighty. I kind of well, forget uh, what yesterday day it is. was Memorial Day. Oh, well, yesterday was Memorial Day, so it's the day after Memorial Day. <laughs> so yeah, we're still remembering. <laughs> we're still memorializing. Yeah, and uh, we hope you all 
enjoyed hanging out with us for episode 52 of Spinal Tap Minute. And um, find us at Spinal Tap Minute pretty much anywhere all over the the universe of the web, the web zone. Mm-hmm. And you can also give us a call at the Spinal Tap Minute hotline. And that's at 419-TAP-TAP-6. That's 419-827-8276. So give us a call if you have your own, uh, your own noise fest story or spinal tap moment or uh, just any questions or comments on the show. And if, uh, if you have a, a good message or a good story, we might feature you in a future episode. And I'm going to interject and say, now, so far, unless something's totally crazy with our phone number, <laughs> we only have had one call so far, uh, and it was eh, it was an okay story. <laughs> but <you know? laughs> So it's not like, if you guys are wondering, well, they told us about this number, is anybody calling in? Are they, you know, really vetting these stories and comments and things that much that we're never hearing? But so far, we haven't really heard anything. So maybe you can even call and just say, hey, guys, I'm leaving a message to make sure you know that this number actually works. <laughs> That's it for me. Sweet. All right. Hey, thanks again, you guys. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Ben, th- thanks a lot. This has been fun. And uh, we'll put up, for our listeners, we'll put up links on the website to uh, to the Instagram, to the Cheap, tri- cheap Chills and uh and all that great stuff from Ben so you can you can check that out it's it's all good and and you'll like it if you if you click on the link you'll like what you see great all right and so that will wrap it up for us for a minute 52 until next time and so say all of us tap into america, america. 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 <laughs>